Unfortunately, throughout my career, I've seen some amazing feats of performance, very consistent high levels of performance over and over. And when I observe this, there's a lot of things that work together to help this person achieve their true potential, help them to perform at this high level week after week. And when you look at all of the things that they're doing collectively, it really comes together and complements all these different facets of training, recovery, nutrition, how they approach practice, games, performance. And the way that I look at it is there's a recipe for every individual to optimize their performance. And just like a recipe for cooking, there's this delicate balance that really makes the dish either stand out, taste delicious, or makes that dish something that you probably wouldn't want to eat again. And the same holds true for training and performance, is that there's this delicate balance to make everything work together so that all the things that you're doing complements each other and doesn't become counterproductive. Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind, how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multidimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back everyone to the HNL Movement Podcast. Thank you for joining me for another week. For any of the new listeners out there, thank you for joining me. You're in the right place to listen to all of these stories, solo episodes, and I try to provide a lot of resources to really help you to elevate your performance and improve the overall quality of your life. If you're just joining me and this is the first episode that you're hearing, please check out all of the previous episodes. There were a lot of great guest interviews, a lot of solo topics that I shared some of the things that I practiced and I've learned throughout the years. You can listen to this podcast on all your favorite podcasting platforms. And to sort through the library of episodes, please go to my website, hnlmovement.com slash podcasts. And for all of you listeners out there, please help to spread the word. Go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate and review the podcast for other people to find it and help the podcast to grow. Today I have a solo episode, a topic about performance, and this is really what I try to implement for all of the athletes that I work with individually, but also to share this knowledge and I plan to put out more content dealing with this topic of this balance, this delicate balance of how to achieve optimal performance. And what I want to talk about today is this recipe for performance. And I'm going to take this analogy of a recipe, a recipe that you would follow to make any dish, bake a cake, cook something. A recipe is a great analogy for a lot of things, especially when it comes to elevating your performance. So let's break this down a little further. So a recipe, you know, it's pretty much a set of instructions and it doesn't necessarily mean that just because you can follow a recipe that you will become a high level chef. And I'm one that can vouch for that because I am no chef by any means. But you use a recipe as a guide. And if you think about it, the more experienced you are with cooking, or if you're a high level chef, then you start to understand how to balance things, how to balance these flavors and ingredients, how to make dishes that really bring out certain flavors, how to make dishes that cater to certain types of people, or even make your favorite dish. And that's what experience brings with cooking. 
It's about understanding these relationships of flavors, of how you can cook things, of how do you prepare things, and how these things work together, and create this synergy and balance of all of the ingredients that you're using. Now, I know, of course, cooking is way more in-depth than that, but I'm trying to take this simple example, and we're going to relate it to how to elevate or optimize your performance. Let's start with a few examples of how this relates and the overlap. So one of the big things that I've talked about many times on social media, on my podcast, is that there's this balance and there's this balance that works best for you. And really balance is the key thing when we talk about optimizing your performance. Going back to this literal recipe example, think about whenever you're cooking a dish, there's a way that you need to combine these flavors and these ingredients and prepare them in certain ways. And it's very crucial that you have proper proportions, you have this balance so that all of these ingredients and flavors, they really accentuate each other and bring out the flavors or make that dish what that dish actually is. When you have something that's out of balance, let's say even if it's the star ingredient of your dish and you put so much of it, it usually throws off the dish and makes it not as delicious or not as great. And you can pretty much say that with any ingredient, even the smallest ingredient. If it's not there sometimes, the dish doesn't taste the same. Or if you have too much of it, again, the dish gets thrown off. So there's this delicate balance again of how you balance all of these different components to make a dish taste great and makes it enjoyable. This holds true with performance training. A lot of times we forget that there's this delicate balance. I will talk about this a little further in this episode, but this delicate balance of everything that you're doing, not only physically with training, but even mentally, how you're recovering, how the nutrition component complements your training, how the training complements your nutrition. And all of these things kind of work together and they become complementary to each other just so everything works together a little bit better. So if you get anything out of this episode, remember that there's this fine balance of how you're going to make everything work for you. And stay tuned to the end because I'm going to talk and dive a little deeper into what I think some of these components are that you need to think about to create this balance. The next key point that I want to talk about is when you think about cooking, and yeah, this might be more of an example with meat. One of the examples that comes to me is really to make meat taste tender, taste good. It's always this concept of low and slow. You know, it takes time. It's a process to make certain things this tender, this flavorful. And think about like smoked meat. Or in Hawaii, we have what's known as kalua pig, where you cook it in an underground emu and you smoke it to get all of that smoke flavor into the meat. And it usually takes overnight, sometimes even longer, to cook this depending on how big the pig actually is. And the flavor and how tender it is, nothing can replicate that. You can't rush this process. And I think you take this same component with anything that you're doing to get better at something, you really can't rush the process. It's not to say go so slowly that you're not making progress, but there is a process that you need to take. And I can't stress this enough is oftentimes we see the outcome that we want or the end goal, and we just want to skip steps to try to hurry that process. But when you start to skip certain steps, 
Just like in cooking, if you start to rush the process and skip certain steps, the outcome typically is not going to be as great as what it could be if you just trusted the process and went through everything and understand that it takes time to achieve higher levels of performance. So that's the second component is take things step by step. We're not trying to take shortcuts. We're not trying to skip steps. Just work hard, work efficiently so that you can enjoy and learn along the way. Let's move on to the next factor. And this is something that I just wanted to throw in there because it's very relatable to food. And oftentimes, or think about a time that you tried something and it looked really good. Maybe it was plated really nice. It looked like it had a lot of flavor. But when you actually dug into it, you started eating it and then you realized, Oh, this looked a lot better than it tastes. It really lacked a lot of substance, maybe flavor, maybe it tasted bland or whatever it is. It was just not to your preference. And that's something that I want to bring up because a lot of times we're looking at all of the things that look really good. And maybe it looks exciting. Maybe it's things that are gimmicky or again, promises a quick fix or fast results. But then when you actually try it out you realize that it doesn't really help you achieve your goals there's not too much substance behind it there's not too much meaning or reasons why this is actually going to help you and i think this is more so true just because of how much information we have and i did a podcast a few episodes ago about you know information overload but you see so many things out there all through ads on social media on the tv on YouTube, it's a lot of good marketing again that looks really good. But again, you have to understand the previous two points, right? There's a certain balance of how everything fits into your lifestyle and what you're trying to achieve. And there's a process again. So some of these things that look really good, look really flashy, it's like the shiny new toy. That's not what's always going to be the best for you. And again, don't be deceived by looks. The next point that I want to bring up relating to this is that when we start to do the things that really help us complement each other, bring that balance into our lifestyle, we start to learn a lot along the way. And I think that's the key component here is whenever you're getting better at something, it's really the process of learning, learning from the successes, learning from the mistakes and failures. But either way, you're constantly learning how to do something better, how to incorporate it into what you're doing, how to understand the reasons why we're doing this. And that's very relatable to a recipe again. Think about that chef example. The more that you start to experience how to match flavors, how to cook and prepare things, how to make certain dishes to cater to different preferences. The more you get better and start to learn the process that makes you a better chef. And the same holds true when we talk about elevating your performance. The more experience that you get, the more things that you can do to understand about yourself, that's when you really start to understand what kinds of things can you do that really help you to make improvement week after week. And again, just Get better at what you're doing. Train better, train smarter, recover better, incorporate healthy nutrition habits. And all of these things, again, it's a learning process. And it's something that is going to take time, which is the last point that I want to bring up is that you need to embrace and enjoy your journey. It's not a destination. I know that sounds cliche, but really it's a journey that you're going to learn and grow and get better. And of course, perform better as the weeks and months go on. 
It's not a destination where you're just trying to do certain things like a checklist. If you do this, this, and this, that automatically you'll optimize your performance. That is definitely not true. The journey is something that teaches us so much along the way. And it's all of those lessons that we learn. Those collectively really help us to optimize our performance and really, again, helps you to reach your true potential. So those are the key points that I wanted to kind of relate this recipe analogy into how to elevate your performance. And as I promised, let's talk about some of the key components that I have witnessed, I try to practice, and even for myself too. I'm trying to learn and grow and evolve the way that I'm training for myself, but also helping all of my athletes and clients. So let's talk about this performance recipe. And this is something that has evolved every single year. And I will mention some of those things, some of the evolution process of what I've learned throughout the years. But let's start with, there's different components that I think offer a piece into the bigger picture or the whole that we need to find this intricate balance for you to really elevate your performance. So the first thing is just general health. I think we often neglect this. Sometimes we're trying to be an athlete. We're trying to get stronger, faster, all of these things before taking care of our health. And our health, this goes beyond just physical health. And you've heard this before in previous episodes, but just take care of your overall health, physical, mental, spiritual health, everything, and just be in a good space again to really embrace the journey and understand that we're going to go through a process where we're going to learn about ourselves and grow. The next key point kind of relating to this is just mindset. I think the mindset really can be either our biggest attribute to help us to elevate our performance, or it can be sometimes our biggest obstacle. Mindset, attitude, how you perceive things, perspective, that really changes a lot. Do you go into a workout thinking that, ah, this is a chore, I don't wanna do this and just go through the motions, or even in a practice? Are you only looking to play in the games and that's the only time that you give 100% effort and everything else doesn't really matter? Or other people, might enjoy every single second of this, even the hard times, even when it's a grind, they're still in it and still know that they have a positive attitude, they have a good perspective, and they really appreciate every single part, the entirety of everything that they're doing. And I'm no expert on mindset. For myself, I constantly like to either read things, watch videos, get things for me that motivate me. And I like to talk to different athletes, clients about this too, to see what really motivates them. Because however you can make your mindset in a positive space, that's really going to spill over not only into elevating your performance, but just living your lifestyle in general. And I think that's a huge component of how to get better at something. Now, the next point is nutrition. And honestly, I'll be the first one to admit, before 2017, I really knew nothing about nutrition. That doesn't mean that I had all bad habits or anything, but just my understanding of how to approach nutrition for myself, how to talk about nutrition with other people and clients, I really had no understanding. And nutrition is such a big piece of the puzzle. That's why it's up here in the top three. It's because nutrition, there's a delicate balance in nutrition, but nutrition kind of encompasses everything that we got going on in life. And it's integrated into everything that we got going on in life. And when we talk about balance, nutrition is truly a balance with your entire lifestyle. This is beyond, of course, just nutrition on your plate. This is, again, how does nutrition 
interact and affect exercise? How does your exercise interact and affect your nutrition choices or nutrition habits? This delicate balance between nutrition and mental and emotional state, nutrition and sleep and recovery. There's so many things that influence this fine balance. And the more that we understand the effects that our habits have on everything that we're doing, especially with nutrition, the more that we're going to find how to incorporate this big piece of the puzzle to work with our performance goals and our lifestyle. Then since I mentioned nutrition and exercise, the next big component is training. And with training, there's a balance, of course, within the components of training, but also how does training fit into our overall performance goals? So for the longest time, I mean, from like mid 2000s, when I was just training, exercising, learning more about the field, when I became a certified athletic trainer, when I got the experience to work with a wide range of athletes, clients, people of all ages, to me, training was a big piece of the puzzle, of course, because that's what I did. And I won't always say that that was the right approach or perspective to look at it. So what I mean by this is that within training, you know, of course, it's all of the things that you hear, like you need to have a balance between stability, mobility, strength, power, coordination, endurance, speed, agility work, recovery, stretching, you know, all of these things. Of course, there's a balance with that. And I always will believe that. But when you start to pan out a little bit more and look at the bigger picture, how does your training concepts fit into everything else that you're doing? And I know that some of you are already thinking about these relationships, like training and nutrition. Again, that's such a interdependent type of relationship where those two things, training and nutrition, will greatly influence the other component when something is changed or tweaked. And even training and recovery, there's a fine balance there too. Because if you don't do enough training, then that could impede some of the recovery just because you're not in condition or you're not well suited to handle the demands of what your sport entails or activity entails. So there's such a fine balance there too. But overall, what I want to say is that the more that I got to witness high level performers, the more that I saw that training is a big component, but again, it's just a piece of the puzzle in the big grand scheme of things. And just a second ago, I mentioned that there's a balance between training and recovery. And that is actually my next component is recovery and sleep. And that's something that for those that it maybe comes a little easier for you, you don't have a problem with recovering, maybe you're in condition to do all of the things that you're doing, then it's something that you might take for granted. But there is a right proportion of recovery and sleep for you to perform optimally. And that oftentimes it doesn't happen by accident. It takes some planning, it takes some lifestyle habits to actually get consistent quality of sleep, do some recovery strategies, and pick the things that are really effective for you again. Because the better that we can recover, you can already see where I'm hinting and heading towards, the better that you can train, the better that your nutrition habits will probably be because internally, hormonally, neurally, a lot of things will be working better when we get adequate amounts of recovery. Maybe it'll spill over into your mindset, you'll be more positive. And of course, recovery is very crucial for your overall health. So these are some of the components that I think you need to find that right proportion, that recipe to really help you live a healthy lifestyle and elevate your performance. 
Now, I'm not done yet. There's a few more that I want to include in this list that I think is extremely crucial. And these are things that we intellectually know, but sometimes unless you really focus on, yeah, I'm missing this component, we don't really realize that it's such a crucial piece of the puzzle. So the next thing that I want to say is your support system. Your support system can be a huge attribute again, or it can be something that becomes an obstacle. And your support system, those around you, right? How do they help you, really keep you focused on your journey, really help you to get through some of the hard times? And your support system could be anybody, could be family, friends, could be your teammates, your coaches, even socially, who are you doing these activities with? Who are you training with? That support system, that environment, it can be a huge advantage for you to really get that little bit of an edge, push a little harder, and really make that progress that you're setting out to achieve. And related to that is the last thing that I want to talk about is competition. How do you compete? A lot of times, if we're just doing something by ourselves and we have no idea where we stand in the relation to how we're doing, how we compete, how do we measure up with all of the other athletes or people training to achieve the same goal? That's something that is really needed for us to grow and really grow on your journey to optimize your performance again. Competition and competing in a healthy way that really helps to build you up, helps you to push a little further than what you probably would do if you didn't have that competition. That's very important. So competition, it's something that you can use to really make yourself better. And the most important thing here, out of everything that I talked about, you know, taking care of your health, having a good mindset, nutrition, training, recovery, sleep, having that support system, and learning how to compete in a healthy way. The most important thing with all of this is to find that optimal balance, that sweet spot that really works for you. And this is where everyone's different. You're going to need something, a certain amount, a certain style from all of these different components. But how do you put that together again? How do you make that recipe of performance for you? How do you get those ingredients like a chef and put them together to make a masterpiece, make something that's really delicious? That's really what you're trying to do with all of these ingredients, these components, trying to make it fit into your lifestyle to really help you to grow, embrace the journey, and elevate your performance. And when you start to do this, learn about yourself, understand, you'll start to realize that you can achieve a lot more than what you thought was possible. And that's really the message that I want to share today is to find that optimal balance. And it may never be perfect, and that's completely normal. But try to focus on the areas where you think there's some improvement that could be made. And once you start to target there, start to really dive in and again, learn, learn how it's affecting these other areas of your life and how it's working together to complement these other areas to help you to optimize your performance again. So I encourage everyone to think about these different components, find ways that you can do even one thing, one thing that will help you to get better this week. And again, sometimes you might need a little assistance. So find that support system, find the help, find the resources that you need that will help you to cater to whatever area that you're looking into. If that's nutrition, start to look into some nutrition resources. If that's mindset, if that's training, if that's a specific component of training and really see how can I incorporate that piece of the puzzle 
how to incorporate it into that big picture and use it to cater to my lifestyle and my goals. I hope this is some good information that really helps you to think what kinds of things should I focus on? How can I tweak this balance a little bit to make everything work together? I'll leave it at that for today. Thank you again for listening to the episode. And I really enjoy making these episodes for all of you. Again, if you have any feedback, any questions, anything that you would like to reach out, please contact me. You can contact me on my contact page on my website, hnlmovement.com, or you can email me at andrew at hnlmovement.com. I would love to hear any feedback and answer any questions that you may have. Other than that, please keep listening. Share these podcast episodes with anyone that you think would like to listen and it would really help them along their fitness and athletic journey. I'm here every week. I release the podcast episodes coming out every Tuesday and I will be back here same time, same place next week. And until then, aloha. Aloha.